Welcome to the Global Digital Banker Podcast. This week we focus on all things AI, investing in AI, and the importance of personalization. Guests include Nathan Snell, Chief Innovation Officer at Encino, and Todd Copeland, SVP and Head of Digital Channels at TD Bank. Nathan explains how to best identify types of AI investment for various size institutions, the barriers to adopting technology and system integration, and how to structure a strong AI strategy. Today I'm joined by Nathan Snell, Chief Innovation Officer at Encino, a company that offers a cloud-based operating system. Thanks very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Today we're here discussing all things AI. So can you start by sharing a bit about the Encino platform? Absolutely. So the Encino platform, or as we call it, the bank operating system, is really a single platform that financial institutions can use to originate just about anything across the bank. So whether it's an SME loan, a large commercial loan, or getting more to the retail mortgage side, you know, the Encino bank operating system is one platform that banks can use, whether it's online or off, uh, to originate those types of products in a more efficient way. Okay. There are so many different types of technology that we're hearing about now within AI. Um, and I guess for a bank, it's hard to know where to start or what's going to be the best investment for them. So how does Encino address this sort of question? Yeah, so when it comes to AI and financial services, I know one of the things that, you know, that we find is you know, banks often get cut up on the technology side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things we like to do to start with is, as opposed to just talking about AI technology specifically, we usually start off talking about what's, what are the problems or what's the value that a bank would like to deliver to their customers and to their shareholders. Okay. And, and we'll start there. And you know, that sort of helps reframe the conversation some, just because you know, given AI is so new, I think people get attracted to it, you know, not in a bad way, right? but they get attracted to the, to the technology and sometimes forget about the sort of use cases. And, yeah, why they're doing it in the first place. Right. Exactly. And then from there, we'll go and we'll spend time and kind of ground them at a high level I like to think about kind of three core categories that that banks can then start to frame those problems within, right? I mean, the first is personalization. So, you know, how does a bank make their their customers feel like they're their only customers? And the second being like efficiency. So, you know, more like getting into predicting close dates or churn or things of that sort. And then the last being automation. So that's where you get into where people start to get scared, like, oh my gosh, you're going to replace my job. And it's, say, the technology is less at that scale. And it's more, I'd say, job augmentation in different ways and that sort of thing. Okay. And so when you are having these conversations, you're establishing these needs, you explain the, the platform you offer. So what are the barriers to adopting this type of technology and integrating their systems with your platform? So, I mean, so the first barrier, I mean, is, is much to your original question, which is you know, just making sure the bank has a good understanding of AI mm-hmm. and machine learning and, and kind of what that means. That tends to be step one of helping them right. understand like, what is the strategy that should be important, right? Not just using technology for technology's sake, but understanding you know, where areas they want to see benefit. Um, you know, the second is then just trying to break down some of the silos. Because what often happens that we see is, and, and we help with this with our Encino bank operating system, but often what we see is you know, data tends to be in silos and you can't really have successful AI without data. Yes, um, and in addition to the silos for data, the systems tend to be in silos. You know, and what happens there is that you know, we've, seen, we've had customers that have done a great job even internally producing some AI themselves. But what happens is that they don't see the same level of adoption because ultimately, say if a, if a relationship management manager or a personal banker has a product recommendation, they have to leave the system they're in to go look at one or two other systems only to come back. Right. Whereas, you know, what we try to focus on is then how do we deliver the right insights at the right time to the right person? You know, and usually that's only going to occur if you can eliminate those silos. And before you mentioned the types of benefits from this, so business efficiencies, automation, that sort of thing. 
Do you have some use case examples of some organizations you've worked with? Yeah, so, I mean, I think even if you just look in the press, although it didn't come from us, um, you know, Bank of America recently launched Erica, their chatbot, and I'd say chatbots as a whole tends to be one that's much more public right now. It's, it's been proven out fairly well over the last, you know, six to 12 months. Yes. You know, where a lot of larger institutions are delivering those chatbots, and that's more on the customer-facing side, right? So it's mm-hmm. how do they help deflect support calls? Uh, how do they help answer questions more quickly with their customers and start to personalize that, that experience more? Um, I think you know, some others that, uh, that come up well and, and some that we've worked on is you know, automating the consumption of tax returns in the U.S. Okay. So if you think about you know, a credit analyst, part of, the, part of where they spend their time is on re-entering this tax information. And I mean, the highest and best use of their time isn't re-entering it, right? It's yeah, being able to evaluate the credit risk of the bank. So we've taken that out by saying, look, credit analyst, you can go and you can load it into Encino. We'll automatically extract that information and then put it into the financial analysis system for you. Mm-hmm. So that way you can carry on and do really what the bank hired you to do, which is not re-enter information. It's to you know use your creative skills and evaluate risk. Yeah, and I guess that's part of the education fix, isn't it? It's not replacing these roles. It's allowing people in these roles with these specific skill sets to do more of the strategic side instead of the day-to-day admin side. That, that's, and that's exactly right. I mean... You know, the, the press likes to, you know, tends to hype out, oh my gosh, jobs are going to get replaced. And, you know, longer term that'll happen, but it tends to be a lot more of job augmentation, of, saying, of taking things that, you know, frankly, people that are creative thinkers that have those critical thinking skills, you know, it's taking the elements of their job that are more repetitive and mundane and eliminating that so that way they can really continue to operate in their highest and best use of time. Wonderful. So with all of this said, where should banks be focusing their AI strategy? Is there a particular area that you see being most beneficial now, or does it really depend based on the different companies, different sizes, and that sort of thing? I mean, so, so you're right in that it, it definitely depends. Um, I mean, I'd say within that, you know, there, there's also, I think, a bend um, that we usually recommend, and that from an Encino standpoint, as we're building this technology for mm-hmm. our customers that we've taken. Yeah. Um, so while it definitely depends, I'd say efficiency and kind of focusing on that area first. You know, is probably the, an area that we'll see the most lift for financial institutions. Okay. You know, uh, and, and I'd say there's a few reasons for it. So, you know, one is, uh, you know, if you use Amazon as an example, so many, uh, many folks look to Amazon and say, oh my gosh, the personalization and the experience they provide to customers, it's amazing. Yes. Uh, I mean, I love Amazon. I, I love I, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my daughter, in fact, you know, she, uh, she thinks that the post office actually works for Amazon because we get so many Prime deliveries. But, you know, but it's exactly that sort of experience uh, that, that they deliver. But if you look at Amazon and actually how they achieve that, it takes quite a lot before it gets to the personalization and the customer-facing side. Mm-hmm. So, and, and really what drives that is their operational efficiency, right? It's applying the AI and machine learning to how they operate and to driving the internal efficiencies mm-hmm. that makes sure that they can deliver a package in two days, right? It yes. makes sure that they can do all the different things that they do. So the technology that we're focusing on at the outset from an Encino IQ standpoint, which is our machine learning-based product, um, you know, and with our customers is on the efficiency side, to be able to generate that same sort of level and idea of efficiency and automation, which can then begin to translate into customer value, both directly, right, you just get things faster, like products or money, mm-hmm. um, as well as things like product recommendations. Wonderful. So I guess you're helping the businesses, but then it, it does ultimately benefit the customer at the end of the day. Their experience is smoother or seamless. They don't need to know what's going on in the background mm-hmm. as long as they're happy. Yep, that's exactly right. So what's next? Where to from here? What's next for Encino? So uh, we just recently launched Encino IQ, like I kind of mentioned just, just a, a bit before, which is our machine learning and AI-based offering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're starting out with uh, what we call NIC, which is Encino IQ for short, Okay. Um, yep. <laughs> which is actually our, uh, our virtual banking assistant, but, so for bank employees. So 
where many folks have been focusing on the chatbot side uh, yes. for customer-facing stuff. You know, we wanted to, much like I just mentioned, focus on how do we help the banks operate more efficiently, and how do we bring that same level of kind of personalization and conversational feel that folks are really appreciating with chatbots with their customers, mm -hmm. but to a bank employee. Mm, so, so how does that work then? So uh, we're so it's something that gets delivered to all of our customers, uh, and it gets trained actually based on all of our customer usage. So to start off, it helps answer. You know, I'd say simple questions throughout the origination process, like say when a loan might close uh, or what, need, what needs to happen next. Mm -hmm. But it's also something that our customers can use to begin to instill their own knowledge in it. So, for example, a common question for a new, a new employee might be, you know, uh, when is it okay to have an exception to loan to value? Right. So, whereas before they'd have to go to, say, a credit uh, admin or some kind of manager, they can then ask Nick this question and he'll give that answer based on what's appropriate for the bank. Wow, that's very exciting. So, yeah, really fun. Well, congratulations, and I'm um, looking forward to seeing what happens with that in the next 12 months. Absolutely, thank you. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Up next, Todd shares the importance of personalization for banking customers, the shifting dynamics between big bank and fintech partnerships, and the bank's goals for further implementation down the road. Chloe James here for the Global Digital Banker podcast, sitting with Todd Copeland, who's Senior Vice President of Digital at TD Bank. We know one another from our Australia days, where you used to head up digital at NAB. Todd, great to see you. Yeah, likewise, Chloe. So let's to kick off then, I want to talk to you a little bit about your role here in Canada and then also how different that is to the role that you were, were playing in Australia. We're going to talk all about AI, how you're making AI work within a traditional environment and how that's changing things internally for the bank and for your customers. But let's just kick off then. You've been at TD now for... Just over a year, actually. Okay. Tell me how it's all going. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a great transition. Uh, obviously, my family and I... We've all moved over here, so I've got three kids, and that's been uh, quite a challenge, moving countries, moving schools, moving um, friendships, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, no regrets. It's been, TD's an amazing organisation, and that was one of the attractions to move uh, here. There's obviously a lot of similarities between the Australian market and the Canadian market when it comes to banking. You know, you've got four major banks in Australia that make up sort of 85% of the market share, and you've got you know, five to six banks here that do a similar thing. So a lot of similarities, however, there are there are a lot of differences as well, and I think the opportunity with TD is a large, you know, North American uh, organization, top ten bank here in the in, in North America, and very large footprints both in the US and in Canada. So yeah, very exciting role, and I uh, have thoroughly enjoyed my twelve months here. Fantastic. I mean, it's it's a lot to take on, and it sounds exciting. Now, I mentioned we were going to talk about AI and how the business is working closely with AI. We know that you acquired Layer 6, a fintech, and I wanted to talk to you about how that came about, how that all sort of occurred, and I guess the importance to, D, to TD when it comes to personalization and, and what that's then providing your customers. Yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time, actually, and, and Canada in particular, if I just touch on that for a little bit, is, is really seen as a world leader when it comes to AI and um, and you know from a technology job creation perspective, there's there's more jobs that have been created in in the Toronto region uh, in the last sort of twelve months around the technology space than in New York and sort of San Francisco together. So I mean from a from a hub of North America and recognised uh, area of sort of subject expertise, Toronto is a pretty exciting place. And I suppose Layer Six is. Is one of those organisations that sort of was tightly connected into the Vector Institute here, and you know through the opportunity, TD was looking forward into how do we sort of maintain 
know, that 165 years plus of customer relationships and looking forward, what are the relationships that we want to have and how do we maintain that trust level and and looking at some of the insight and the analytics capabilities that were coming, that the opportunity that Layer 6 presented was, you know, hence what drove a lot of the acquisition and the capability that comes with that with Tommy and Jordan Jacobs, you know, both now um, you know, part of our organisation along with, you know, the 20-odd other people that came across with Layer 6 uh, has really injected a lot of enthusiasm and excitement across this organisation, much more than probably I thought it would have. Mm. And a lot of that is because of we've embraced incubated sort of fintech within our world in itself that you know we've got a fintech without having to become that necessarily the fintech in itself so how have we maintained that environment that we've we bought with layer six has been important and you now looking at everything from hr through to decision processes around procurement and, and you name it so the team is based up in in the mars district and they operate separately independently they sit within, obviously, the TD brand, but we've maintained their, their insulation from mm. now smothering them with enthusiasm, mm. so to speak, mm. to, to enable them to keep doing the things that they love to do. And, you know, the team's grown by 50% in the last sort of 12 months uh, as, a, as a result of the attraction that the team's doing because people want to come and work for a great organisation. They want to work with great people. And, um, you know, the brand that Layer 6 and, and the team had generated globally was recognised and as being one of those sort of the opportunities for us to really attract new talent to the organisation, mm. which has been super exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I love that you've raised that. And I think that's a really interesting point. And, and Toronto being a real hub, as you say, and an attraction point for tech. Mars Discovery District, which you've just raised, a great innovation hub based here in Toronto. Even though Layer 6 is based there, and I know that you've said you've kind of let them go on and, mm. and keep sort of innovating, doing their own thing, is there still a lot of chat between the traditional organisation and Layer 6? Do you feel that they are really instilling a little bit of innovation into the workings of TD, where we're sitting today having this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I think what they're bringing is is a different mindset, looking at problems differently as well. So yeah, when you've got an organisation that's been around for so long, how do you how do you create an environment that you can challenge the norm a little bit and look at problems from a very, very different perspective. So I think that's what they're definitely bringing. They are you know, looking for ways to sort of still generate in, and there'll be you know, some announcements coming out on this in the coming weeks around other things that the team is doing. The team won the, what's called the Rexus Challenge, which is a world-renowned global event, and it's, it's sort of seen as a bit of a challenge for people in that sort of AI industry. And, and Layer 6 have won that two years in a row now. So the capability and... You know, the intelligence that the team have got around solving problems, like real-world problems. And, mm. and the last one they won was hosted by Spotify, which was like a minion playlist and how do you sort of personalise that for individual. And that uh, that's pretty pretty exciting when you mm. go home and you sort of tell your kids, oh, yeah, we've actually got a company that's actually doing playlists. Mm. You know, personalisation, it's like, well, why are you doing that sort of thing? So yeah. that in itself is generating a lot of enthusiasm and, and also into into the health sector, there's a lot of focus being done around AI there. So I think with Layer 6, we see it as absolutely as an opportunity to continue to drive, you know, the internal opportunities. Uh, and when the acquisition first took place, there was over 150-odd use cases that we identified. So clearly we're not going to go through all of those at once, but we're really going after the ones that we think have material impact, mm. as well as the team in general keeping, you know, again, the purpose of why people come and work for an organisation like that uh, alive is it looking at some of the community some of the other industry-based uh, opportunities that we can really play a role in. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, our, 
the organization's purpose with TD is around you know enriching the lives of our customers, communities, and our colleagues. So it's a combination of all of those things that we're looking to drive. So which is uh, which is very very exciting. Yeah, fantastic. You're talking about capabilities there, and I'm thinking about goals and ambitions when it comes to AI technologies and the ones that you're implementing into TD. What are your greatest goals and ambitions for the implementation? How are they going to change the lives of your customers, people within the bank? Yeah, so I mean, the um, the interesting one for us is, you know, if you look at where TD is at and how do we sort of blend the capability that comes with Layer 6 to sort of take that to the next level and truly be sort of that next layer of competitiveness. So if you look at the engagement, I mean, TD has got, you know, across the Canadian banks in particular, the highest sort of engagement, digitally engaged customer base. So you know, App Annie rates us number one with respect to that. And, you know, what the opportunity there is, is how do we extend that relationship we've got from a digital engagement perspective to sort of create this, this ultra-personalised sort of experience at that next level? Uh, because we know when you, can, when you can win in that engagement game, you sort of really win in that experience game, which then ultimately allows you to win, uh, win the customer overall. So we're really looking to layer six to really bring some of that to life for us and... and you know, there's, a, there's some really exciting things we're doing at the moment with our design team, working closely with Layer 6, looking at, you know, that personalised, proactive and contextual type of experiences. Uh, and we're blending in there some of the other partnerships that we've got also with the likes of Flybits, uh, another great Canadian sort of startup um, here in Toronto, as well as the likes of, uh, of Movin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also working with Casisto around mm-hmm. a range of things and blending a lot of that experience together. So we're using Layer 6 to help sort of create that sort of ultra-personalised experience across all of those different connection points, which is, yeah, something to, to look out for. Yeah. You're obviously really behind the whole partnership model. We talk about traditional providers, fintechs, is the battle on, are they partners? It sounds to me, Todd, like you're very behind this partnership model and picking some really fantastic fintechs to work with to enhance what you already provide at TD. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, to the team's credit here, a lot of a lot of those relationships were, were in place when I arrived. And I've I've looked to sort of deepen and, and broaden those relationships as because I do believe there's a lot of value there that we, we haven't yet tapped into. And you know, I think we can always want to jump to the next thing without really truly extracting value from what we have. And I think the game is going to be won and lost on how well you execute on those relationships, how well you deliver experiences at the speed of customers' expectations. Mm. And, you know, using the contextual, using the personalised and using very proactive and uh, mechanisms to sort of bring that to life is going to be really key. Uh, there's a lot of things that are table stakes in, in banking these days. But the, the one thing is that trust and, and relationships uh, are going to be the ones that are going to be maintained throughout you know, generational change. And if you if you don't maintain that level of trust nor and actually have a way to sort of truly engage in those enriched experiences, then uh, as an organisation, you will struggle to compete. Mm. So all of those things together really mean and then Layer 6 provides a real injection of a different perspective uh, as well as driving some of the automation and improvement in how we execute things internally as well, which also gives value. Awesome. Well, sounds like some exciting times ahead at TD and you've got a couple more announcements coming out shortly, which we'll absolutely look out for. But... Thanks for chatting to Global Digital Banker and we'll speak to you soon. Great. Thanks, Chloe. We hope you enjoyed the episode this week. For more content on the podcast, head to globaldigitalbanker.com. For updates on upcoming episodes, check us out on Twitter at GDB Podcast or on LinkedIn under RFI Group.